0: Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports, brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear.
1: I'm your host, Tommy Ashley, joined by Dewey Burke. You're listening to the Inside Carolina podcast, sponsored by JohnnyTShirt.com, Dewey 8159. A little hectic early and a little hectic with a couple of the injuries to Garrison Brooks and then kenny williams but carolina just flat out worked washington the old syracuse zone that washington likes to play just had nothing for carolina's offense no that's right i
0: think kobe set the tone early for us making a couple really nice shots and including that incredible step back in the corner and we attacked them and that's what you have to do we're fortunate to have the experience against the syracuse zone like we have and actually i didn't realize we had beat uh, Syracuse eight straight times. So that obviously boded well for for what we were trying to do. But I thought we were the aggressor. We took the fight to them. Excuse me. And obviously they had little spurts at the end of the first half and beginning of the second where they cut it to five. But, you know, they they weren't the Pac-12 champ for no reason. They had a little run in them. But I felt very early on we were the better team. We just had to impose our will. And by and large, we did that and moving on.
1: So looking at the stats a little bit, I think the one of the highlights going into the game was Carolina was first in rebounds and Washington was not dead last, but pretty close um, to it. Carolina in the final stats, 48 to 24, the rebounding margin. Even when the Heels did, didn't make shots, they were able to get um, offensive rebounds. They were able to keep Washington to just one look. I, I thought... While we can talk about the offensive performance. I thought that was probably the story of the ball game they Carolina just dominated on the glass and left very room very small room for error for Washington and they couldn't convert
0: no, that's right, and I would even argue with our what do we have offensive rebounds total fifteen. That only turned into 17 second-chance points. I thought a lot of times we got offensive rebounds and actually came up with nothing on the possession, whether it was Garrison or Luke inside and missed a couple chippies there. So it could have been even worse uh, in terms of the the points off of offensive rebounds. But I think we knew we were going to kill them on the glass. I don't know that that we knew they'd double them up like that. But we were superior in terms of our talent with the way that Kobe could push the pace and find guys. And overall, we did a pretty good job getting the mall and getting the ball into what Chris Weber was calling that slot area. I've never heard it called that, but you know, the high post, the, the free throw line, foul line extended. We did a nice job finding Luke, finding the seer in there and, and allowing them to make hay. Cause everybody knows the, the middle of the zone is how you break it down. And we did a really nice job of that. We still turned it over too much, but from what I read ahead of time and listened to, fifteen turnovers against that zone really maybe is about average, about what they seem to do every night to everybody because they get deflections, they get blocks from behind, and you know, yet there's still something we can clean up. That's those will be coachable things for Coach Williams that we still didn't take care of the ball as well as we would have liked to, and, and didn't convert all those offensive rebounds.
1: Yeah, thiable for Washington led the nation in steals. He had four, so he he was very active. They were very active as a unit against Carolina. You're right, the 15 turnovers. I believe 15. Yes, 15 turnovers for Carolina. Probably got a little sloppy towards the end of the second half or end of the first half and and let the game be closer than it should have been at half. But let's move on to some player performances. And I think tonight or today, Sunday afternoon, Kobe White, if, if there's been any doubt, this entire year um, about who's the alpha on this team. I think at least in my opinion, Kobe White's that guy. I mean, he was fantastic in the first half. And you mentioned the step back three. If guys come out and they're a little nervous or they have some nerves and they're scared to get up shots early, that is not Kobe White. and He was making them early.
0: He's terrific. And you've heard me say on this podcast, both with you and others, that he is the heartbeat of this team. And it's pretty impressive. It makes sense just strictly looking at the fact that he has the ball in his hands so much, but to be our alpha and to be sort of as he goes, we go as a true freshman is so impressive, but he's about as good as coaches had at that position. I know he's only played whatever it is, 30 something games, but uh, he's so good that unfortunately he's probably long gone as he's been flying up those draft boards. But uh Like I said uh, just a minute ago, and I'll say again, I don't know how you give somebody a higher compliment than he is the heartbeat of our team and will remain that way for as many games as we hope to keep playing. He's our guy. He's the engine. We've obviously got guys that, that score for us. Luke was great. Nasir was great. Cam made a couple shots, but Kobe's the driver. He's the one, and he will be at the top of the scouting report, as he was with Washington. Didn't matter, but he will be at the top of the scouting report for every game we have left.
1: Yeah, he is. Uh, he's really turned into, if you want to make a comparison, not as in how they play, but to the Lawson of the 2009 team. I mean, he is that guy. Kobe White certainly um, has no fear. 17 points, four threes, six rebounds, only two turnovers in 35 minutes. I, I think his minutes, at least early in the tournament, a little high for my for my liking. But Dewey, judging from his uh, the when he's out, I mean, he's got to play. He's I mean, got to he, play. He's he, got to play 35 to 40 minutes a night from here on. He does, and we talked about this on my podcast with John. The NCAA
0: tournament is a little bit different in that the TV timeouts are a full extra minute longer. Halftime is a full five minutes longer, which is a third longer than they're used to. So you really do get a lot of rest. And this game, because Washington sat in his zone, the pace wasn't too, too crazy. Now, I think the Auburn pace will be a track meet and he's going to have to get a little bit more rest hopefully in that game. But the TV timeouts are better. You get more rest halftime also better and practices are much shorter. So he will be fine for that game on Friday. He'll be ready to roll. Um, But kind of the thing you're saying without saying is seventh was very poor in this game and his minutes in the first half left a lot to be desired. And and coach couldn't put him in the second half. And, And I believe that happened in the Iona game too. So He's got to bounce back. He's had little stretches, meaning seventh, where he's really not been great, and they he's bounced back and been really good. So we need him to bounce back and give us whatever it is, two, three, four, five minutes on Friday against Auburn because he's got to help. We can't have that drop-off because Kobe is going to have to rest at some point.
1: Uh, Speaking of guys that stepped up um, when they had the opportunity, Kenny Williams certainly had a little hamstring issue or I'm not quite sure what it was because hamstrings don't just vanish and he looked like he was moving pretty good after that. But Brandon Robinson, man, that guy, he doesn't do a lot on, on the stat sheet sometimes, two points tonight. But Brandon just seems to do whatever's asked of him. He doesn't screw it up. And he did it again today in 15 minutes of action. Yeah, you saw it. Actually,
0: not to to make a counterpoint to what you said, I actually thought when he first checked in in the first half, which is pre injury to Kenny or anything, he was not ready to play. He had a blow by direct drive led to a layup for them and then made one other mistake immediately. Uh, but after that, then he was very, very solid. Like you said, he had a, a nice layup on the break. I think he had a couple assists, uh, one really nice pass into Luke that they replayed uh, in the middle of the zone and just was solid 15 minutes and a plus minus at 13 for your, whatever he is, seventh, eighth guy off the bench. That's really all you could ask for.
1: You listen to the inside Carolina podcast sponsored by Johnny t com. They're on Franklin street. They're online inside Carolina premium subscribers, of course, get 10% off with the special code, get inside Carolina premium, get that 10%. It's worth it. They pay for it. If you spend as much money as some do buying Carolina gear, Dewey, let's look at, uh, we've talked about Kobe, but I, I've tweeted it a few times. Uh, March is money-making season and Nasir little, Um, whatever doubts uh, i think maybe nba scouts have had over him the last three months he's made a concerted effort to change those minds and he's doing it in the flow of the north carolina offense 20 points today eight of 11 shooting seven rebounds i mean he to be as shaky as he's looked in the past you know hit or miss the last two games he's been fantastic he does,
0: and, and he just drips with athleticism and potential and all those forward-looking things you want to say about him. But I think all of us at Carolina, as Carolina fans, former players, whatever, were waiting to see what all the hype has been about. And there were little flashes. He had a couple good games early in the non-conference, had a mostly quiet ACC season, except for a little burst here and there. And then in the postseason, he's been markedly better. Played 20, yeah, played twenty minutes, played twenty minutes tonight, twenty-one minutes tonight, had twenty points. But the word for him is aggressive. And when he's not catching and overthinking and over-dribbling, but turning, facing, one dribble and elevating. And because he has this luxury, kind of figuring it out in the air, whether it's a little floater, whether it's all the way to the rim, it's been really great to see and much needed off the bench just to have another hunch uh, of scoring that's not named Kobe Cam, or Luke because we know that Kenny struggled all year scoring the basketball. Garrison's not a born scorer. And at this point, you need all your guns. You need everybody. And he was terrific off the bench. Washington athletically, physically had no answer for him. He tried to put somebody in the rim on that one play where he got the foul. He hit a three. He had a great block, seven rebounds. His enthusiasm was where it should be. Perhaps He's having almost like a a senior moment. What I mean is he realizes he's coming to the end of his Carolina career and he wants to leave his mark, leave some kind of legacy. So I would love to see him continue playing like this. It's going to be a level up when we play a team like Auburn, but the ability is there and hopefully he takes a lot of confidence out of the way he played these two games.
1: What I like, and I don't want to belabor the point because I think he's been great, but I like what I tend to call big boy rebounds. And he got a lot in traffic. I mean, as this progresses, and it'll start with Auburn, and we'll talk more about Auburn later in the week on the Inside Carolina podcast, but he's getting rebounds in heavy traffic, not just, Mm -hmm. you know. out of his area. Yeah, exactly. He goes and gets it when there's two or three other defenders there. I think that is that right there, um, those are game-changing type plays, potentially, for North Carolina in the future.
0: Uh, that's right. And that's, that's where intelligence and ability meet, right? It's we've talked about this before. And one of the best out of his area rebounders that we had was actually Tyler Hansborough who didn't have overly long arms, but his effort. And then when his intelligence met that and coach Williams and helped him understand, I don't care where that ball is. You have the right to it. Just believe it's yours. And I remember coach talking about that to our base, just believe that rebound is yours and go find a way to get it. That. A light bulb went off for Tyler when he heard that. And he believed that every ball that was up there was his. I think you're starting to see that a little bit with Nasir. And it is a talent and a skill to rebound out of your area. But you have to mentally understand and believe that you can go get those balls. And are you going to get them over the back here and there? Absolutely you are. Are you going to have some where you just end up tipping it but don't come up with it? Yes. But again, the mentality of every shot that goes up when I'm in the paint, that ball is mine. Is what you're starting to see, and it's it, when you have elite uh, athleticism and jumping ability like him, and he starts to have that belief, look out! And no reason he couldn't have double figure rebounds in one of these games coming up.
1: Let's look a little bit to Garrison Brooks's play, and you know we've talked about him a lot. I think he has become a, a must guy on the floor for North Carolina. He he certainly, when he fouled out against Duke in the ACC tournament, that was the end of that ball game. Today. You know, he he gets ripped almost twice, but definitely once in there. And I'm an old school guy. You know, if you stick your face in, you're going to catch an elbow. My concern or my uh, lack of understanding of this flagrant foul rule is they've called that all year. And he, you know, splits his lip, loses a tooth, gets tooth broken, whatever all happened. But the fact that he came back in and he stuck his nose right back in it, uh, I mean, there. you get popped in the face with an elbow and you do that kind of damage. Your natural tendency is not to do it again. Garrison was right back at it. Didn't have a huge game stat-wise, five points, five rebounds. Uh, but he was still big for Carolina. And not only that, he showed um, some heart that, you know, they need at this point in the season.
0: Yeah, terrific toughness out of him. And even though his stat line doesn't bear it out, I actually thought he was fantastic in this game. Uh, one stat that uh, a team stat that shows uh, how well he played of our five starters, or even including Nasir, of the top six, he played the least minutes because he was out with his injury. Yet he was second on the team in plus minus. So he had the most effective and efficient minutes of anybody on the floor for our team in terms of the the product of the five guys on the floor when he was out there. He was fantastic defensively, really aggressive hedging on screens. He was aggressive at the rim trying to get rebounds and just really did everything right. Three assists, made a couple nice passes against the zone. I thought he was awesome and does it without scoring, without a play being run for him, just a a selfless actor on our team. And and like you said, has become irreplaceable. And we could feel the difference when he was not in there because their big guy, Dickerson, kind of got it going just a little bit at the end of the first half when Garrison was out and he had his way cause he was so much bigger. And then the second half, you hardly noticed him because Garrison was back in there. So kudos to him. He played tough. He does all the little things. And again, was fantastic without putting a lot of uh, numbers in the stat sheet, just being in the right place at the right time and, and just doing everything he's coached to do.
1: Yeah. To your point there, Dickerson with two points in the second half when Brooks was back out there. I, uh, Inside Carolina podcast sponsored by shirt dot com. Of course, Dewey. Last couple questions. One is Cam Johnson and thirteen points on ten shots, three of eight from three, seven assists, which is a great night for him in that regard. But we've talked about it a lot. I tweeted about it, and people say, "You say this every day. Uh, he's got to. Sh- he's got to figure out how to get more shots." Yep. I think he had seven shots midway the second half. Um, he needs at least 15 to 20 a night, I think, for Carolina to have some success going forward. Yeah, I mean, he he's the guy that
0: we've talked about every year. There's at least one who just can't shoot it enough for us. And the NCAA tournament is so funny. You know, you, as you're watching the game, because you know the potential finality of losing means it's all over – In your own head – I guess I'm talking about in my own head. uh, You talk yourself into these crazy things. Like he missed his first two, maybe his first three in this game. In my mind, I'm like, oh, man, we can't have a night where Cam doesn't shoot the ball great. And then he ripped a couple later and he was fine. But, uh, look, I still believe Kobe's our most important player. But Cam is obviously our most important shooter and gives us balance far and away more than anybody else. When he is shooting the ball – and I thought he hunted his shot late. But for me, against the zone, how does he not have 12 or 13 threes up? But he's not – even this late in the game, I think he's more aggressive shooting, but he's still not showing the propensity that I'm just ripping it every time I have a glimmer. And it's not like Coach would ever say not to do that. But, you know, we'll see. He's got potentially four games left. Maybe he'll finally do one for a solid, Tommy, and, and shoot 12 threes in a game and make seven of
1: them because it's in there. It's freaking in there. I, I guess maybe I'm selfish. I mean, it's so pretty. His shot is in – I don't know another word to describe it. It's just pretty. When he pulls up in rhythm, it's a, a thing to see, and I agree with you. Uh, against a team like Auburn that's going to run and going to gun I think we can see 12 threes from Cam Johnson, and uh, maybe we will on Friday evening. Dewey, any last thoughts, Carolina, onto the Sweet 16? You know, it's always you want to survive in advance. I understand that. I feel like they survived in advance against Iona, did not play well. They look good tonight. It certainly gets much, much tougher from here out.
0: Yeah, look, everybody's good now, and and that's what you want. This is what it's about. It gets tougher. The level is raised. More and more of your friends are at home and not playing anymore. Their season is over. And so the stakes are higher, and uh, there's going to be everything from more family in the crowd to more former players in the crowd, more people around, more texts, more phone calls, all that stuff because there's only 16 of you left. And this is what you play for. This is what you do all the work that nobody sees in – you know may june july august when you're running when you're out pushing cars and getting 500 shots up a night and and all the things that you do when people are thinking about all kinds of other stuff or at the beach or whatever the case you did all that to be here and we've got ourselves a challenge on friday auburn is really good they play fast they're aggressive they have plenty of athletes and they pounded kansas i think kansas is down everybody does they were missing guys whatever these guys are good. They beat Tennessee twice, and uh, we're going to have our hands full, but guess what? So does Auburn. Auburn's got their hands full. We're going to be ready to play. I'm going to be there. I'm looking forward to it. Big-time atmosphere and two wins away from a Final Four. It's, there's nowhere else you'd rather be.
1: Carolina to the Sweet Sticks team with the 81-59 win over Washington. Auburn awaits on Friday the 1-5 matchup in Kansas City. Should be a fun time for you in Kansas City, Dewey. As always, appreciate you taking the time to join me here. Yes, sir. Talk soon.
0: Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by T-shirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase.